0: Welcome to the Sugar Rebels Keto and Life Hacks podcast and this is your host Anna Dornier. In this podcast, I share groundbreaking information in the areas of the ketogenic diet, biohacking concepts, and my top tips on how to adapt the right mindset that will ultimately help you become more successful in not just improving your health but ultimately your life. All right, welcome everyone to day. I think it's day five. (laughs) Day five um, with Dahlia Ford Feliz. Did I say your name right? Yeah, good job, Dahlia. (laughs) Thank (laughs) Thank you. Um, So we are here. Hey, Morgan, nice to see you. We're here with her um, because, and we're going to talk about fasting and how it's ultimately going to help you not only reduce or eliminate sugar cravings because that's our topic and focus for the challenge, but to also, um, you know, help you kind of um, dive deep into the benefits of it, right? Like you're going to hear Dahlia and her husband's story and how um, they had a breakthrough in this area. And, you know, she's going to talk about fasting and the benefits and feel free to ask any questions that you have in the live or while you're watching replay. Um, And so we'll just start. Uh, let's start with just you know you telling your story. Where when did it start? How did it start? Um, and let's go from there.
1: All right. Well, where do I begin? Um, I three years ago my whole life transformed. I became a mother, and part of that I gained a lot of weight. But also my husband that same year got diagnosed with a type one diabetes diagnosis out of the blue. He's super lean, super healthy. So this was just kind of like a shock to our system, like how did this happen? So that sparked, you know, as a wife, as a mother, wanting to keep my family healthy, it sparked this whole journey of just knowing, understanding, this disease and how to resolve it, you know? And so the doctors we worked with didn't really give us much information other than like a life sentence. And that didn't jive with me. So um, I um, I was blessed to have the opportunity to be connected with someone that helped help me and support me on my journey of health. And that got us down the path of using food as medicine. And then when we saw the results of food, like, that was amazing. And so we dug deeper. And then as you go down the rabbit hole of health, as you know, you get into more and more obscure things and things that my prior self would have thought was crazy. But now it's like, wow, this makes so much sense. This is how we should naturally be living because we got kind of disconnected from that natural form of living. And so one of the more recent things that we did was fasting. And so, um, what I, I guess, did
0: I cover all of the background information that you wanted? Like, it's from- I think, I think for the most part, yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you want to talk about a little bit about like, you know, it's not about type 1 diabetes, but like, you know, there may be some, I know, cause I, you've talked a little bit about your husband's story in the past with me, you know, like what led to that? And maybe, you know, knowing, giving the information of what led to that, maybe it would help some people. You know, um, so tell tell us a little bit about. Ah, yes.
1: Okay, yeah. No understanding the cause and will help you prevent in the future. Great question. Sure. So I grew up, I was actually a competitive athlete. I played collegiately, got certified as as a pro. So like I thought I had nutrition down. Like I took in college kinesiology courses, nutrition courses, like that was my deal. And it was all about like, you know, certain foods. And then um, my husband and I, as I stopped competing, we started getting into the standard American diet ways where you're having, you know, a, a balance of not good foods to be paired together. And so with that, um, we ate poorly. And then we, um, at the time I was pregnant with our first child. And so we, Once we had our child, we were sleeping poorly. So sleep is a huge factor in being healthy. And then I didn't realize that at the time, the home that we were renting um, had toxic mold. So we had environmental factors, food factors, and stress and sleep factors that just, they all came crashing down at the same moment. And then we learned my husband had a gene that was dormant. And all those factors turned that gene on and made it active. Um, And so it's the MTHFR genes. I don't know if you're sure uh, familiar with those, but he had multiple of those genetic factors that got triggered by all of these things piling on at once. And then he got the diagnosis and then that's how we learned what we needed to know.
0: (laughs) Wow, that's crazy. So in this kind of like um, adding on to that gene thing, right? Mm -hmm. Because a lot of us, we tend to think, oh, if this runs in the family, like I'm doomed. Like I don't have any more hope, right? Because this runs in my family. Where in reality, like for instance, for me, like diabetes and heart disease runs in both sides of my family, right? And so like, I could say like, oh my gosh, like, Life, right? There's this thing called environmental factors that affect whether or not those genes get turned on or off, right? Um, so in your husband's case, just the the right kinds of um conditions basically came together to basically add a gene, hey, and um, and so that I think that's important for a lot of people to realize that like you are in control, right? And you know, as this story unfolds, you're gonna what steps you and your husband took to finally get more in control of whatever things were handed to you because we don't have control over what genes we have but we have control over what influenced genes right so thank you for sharing that that so so I guess we can kind of like hey Sherry we can kind of like I don't know if you want to fast forward or like I don't know like what co- what components led you to fasting Um, And, you know, if you want to talk about that a little bit deeper.
1: Yeah. So, you know, the whole epigenetics, the the control we have within our genes, like that was kind of like a groundbreaking moment where now it's becoming more prevalent in the research. And um, knowing that you have control, that your gene, you're not subject to your genes, right? The genes load the gun, but it's your lifestyle environment, all those factors that pull the trigger, right? And so right now, people are pulling triggers and not knowing that they're pulling a trigger. So um, when I had that realization, it was like my mind was blown, you know? But what was great is there was so much peace because of that. Like that moment of diagnosis is scary. And I was post-pregnant with all these crazy hormones. Like if I didn't have that support right away, like I can't even imagine where I'd be right now. But you know, by the grace of God, like, it was presented to me right away. We learned the information we needed and I just kept, I was hungry for more and more. So we did, you know, we're gonna talk about fasting today and we kind of did different levels of that because fasting, you know, there's a food fast, right? Where you start to eliminate certain foods that you normally would have. And so that's kind of where we started out like Oh, we're not going to have processed foods anymore. We're not going to have these certain foods anymore. So we started eliminating, depriving certain foods, and then focusing on the higher nutritional density of foods. So that was so kind of more like, of like a
0: elimination
1: diet at first. Exactly. So we started yeah. eliminating, yeah. and then um, with that came the the different research on the different types of fasting. On top of that, so you know, the next level, the next transition, because it's a lot easier is the intermittent fasting. And so, you know, you have different types where it's, you know, 20 hours fasting and four hours eating where it's mostly like one meal a day, or you have the more lenient one, that's like 16 hours. And then you have an eight uh, hour of unrestricted eating. And what we learned is that um, allowed grams, body to get the rest that is his he needed because we know his digestion was a little wonky you know and so the way that we kind of consume food as a society right now is constant it's like a constant running machine and the digestive system is so complex it takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of energy from your body and your cells so if you're you constantly have that engine running it gets tired fatigued and it starts to slack in some of the other areas and so yeah. giving it that break even if it's just for a few hours within a day like if you do that over time it all compounds on itself and your body can start healing certain areas that were kind of neglected before and so yeah. we saw it with his numbers like um he has a constant glucose monitor like he's like a little cyborg machine over here and so we are constantly measuring his um his glucose but also we take blood um blood tests every three months like we're all about the data because blood work doesn't lie you know it's one thing like to lose weight but what's really going on underneath the hood definitely So, so yeah with the intermittent fasting that's where we went and then After that, you know, I wanted to dig a little deeper and there was some research that had been published about, I think it was around two years ago, where um, they had done a study, it was done in mice, but where they did a fast mimicking diet, which means it was a water fast for a five-day period and then you do a refeeding within that month and then you do three consecutive months where you do five water fasts. And when they did that, they had type one diabetic mice that their beta cells started regenerating. And so just to, just to clarify for people that don't know the difference between type one, and type two. So type one, type two is more of a, your pancreas is still functioning. It still produces insulin. It just has problems absorbing and utilizing the insulin to convert the glucose into energy with type one they're not even producing that insulin to begin with. So there's some type of autoimmune response happening that prevents the beta cells from producing insulin. So for the beta cells, for for them to regenerate and start producing insulin again, that's a big, big deal, especially in the high-point diabetic space. So when I saw that research, I was like, whoa, we gotta try this. And so we did. Um, My husband did the five days, of just water and electrolytes. So when you do it, you definitely have to have those electrolytes. We use yep. real salt or Himalayan salt, just like one teaspoon throughout the day with this water, but it's just water, you know? And that yep. sounded so crazy to me before, but when you read the research and then when you really think about it, it's like in the ancient times, like there were times of famine and times of, you know, where stuff wasn't available and you really did have to starve yourself at times. Yep. And in in biblical scriptures. Fasting is a way to enhance your overall being. And so yeah. there's so much documentation that now it makes so much sense once you put it into perspective. So. Uh, And there's more and more research
0: that's been done
1: on it as well. Exactly. The wealth of information is amazing because I was actually trying to find that one study that was, there was only that one study to begin with. And now like two years later, there's so many studies. I'm like, great. I couldn't even find the original because now more people have replicated it and confirmed it. And so it's just very exciting. And so he did that um, for three consecutive months, five day water fast, did a gradual refeeding, you know, after the five days you do veggie broth and just very, you know, di- um, you know, easy to digest foods. Yeah. And then um, he would go back to his normal diet, which was still a healthier diet. And then the next month he would do it again, five days, just water. And he you know the first two days was tough but like after day three four five like he felt amazing it's like your senses get heightened and when your body is kind of in that starvation mode like your body is kind of like at its last resort where it's like we got to do something so they can go hunt or like go you know have the energy to do whatever they need to do to get food so you get this kind of like euphoria and like overproduction like energy and so so that's, it was fascinating. Like for me, I personally would have liked to do it. And I am going to do that, you know, the five days. But the timing when we did all this research, I was pregnant or I was breastfeeding or I was like, right. you know, I was in the middle of like, I had another human attached to me. Yes.
0: I, I, I got to be like, another human being.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I was like, well, I can't fast just yet, but I'm doing all the research on it. And it's very yeah. exciting. And I will do that. So I've done that, the ones. Intermittent. That, interm- that ones. is.
0: So awesome. Like, I'm, I'm just, like, excited. So we have some questions, but we'll talk about the questions a little bit later. Um, so what was the difference for your husband? Um, you know, let's walk us through, like, when he just did the elimination diet first. And then how did that kind of progress as far as the results when he did the five-day water fast? Obviously, this was medically supervised, wasn't it? Because he's type one, right? Oh,
1: um- So the funny story here is I was cast on a TV show three years ago to help me lose the mommy weight. I had about 40 pounds to lose. And so it was a TV show that walked me through the information and he just coincidentally did it with me. And the day that we started filming the show was the day he got diagnosed with Oh, him. wow. Yeah. So I was just like, wow, meet, like who gets cast on a TV show that's going to solve the problem of your husband that the day he gets diagnosed, like that was, it was such a blessing and it was not, that no- is
0: just like, yeah, it's not a coincidence. It's like meant to be for sure. Yeah. yeah. So it was
1: definitely a divine order where I'm just like thankful that I listened yeah. and like expanded on the wisdom that was presented because some people yeah. will just take it and okay, that's it. Or they'll ignore it or not pay attention, but I'm like, you know, I'm all in. So the TV right. helped guide us from el- eliminating, you know, all the troublesome you know, um, foods in the American diet, you know? So we kept it clean. So no more junk food, no more processed food. So it was more whole foods that we went to. And after that, we it was more of like a whole food plant-based diet. And then with that, we expanded on that. So he was doing whole food, plant-based, still eating carbs, but like whole grain carbs. And he still got off his medication within six weeks. And so we doubled down on top of that to eliminate those extra carbs, to make it more of like a, a, like a low carb vegan, yeah, low carb plant-based, or like even now we've done more of a keto plant-based. So we've cycled in the different styles of the cleaner eating and then we're researching and trying every single diet like we've done paleo we've done keto we've done even the paleolithic keto which is like just all meat you know like yeah. and like so a carnivore yeah the carnivore yeah. and so like we're open to all in every single diet and that's why i like to tell people like we all have our unique journey and what's helpful is trying stuff and see how it responds with your body and that way you know because there's people that will just
0: get stuck on one thing and they'll never try another thing and they don't know you know so uh trying it right away I should say because I've encountered many people especially in the keto space I think that like oh I tried keto before but it didn't work for me but like what exactly did you do? <laughs> you know, So, you know, um, so trying it properly with some guidance, with some support, right? Because you can do any kind of diet the wrong way, right? Yeah. And then not see results. So you can't judge it by just like, you know, trying it for a couple of weeks and, you know, not even knowing if you did it right. So, yeah, thank you for that. Exactly. Yeah.
1: You got to know what you're doing with any of the yeah. diets for sure. Yeah. So I'm yeah. really- During my, when I would be breastfeeding my daughter, I'd be on my phone researching everything. And I had the producers of the TV show giving me information. And that led me down this whole path of stuff. So I'm very thankful. And, um, you know, we're working with a great hospital that just keeps tabs on what we're doing. They have their eye on Graham. Like this uh, City of Hope is a hospital that has $6 million in funding to find the cure for type one. And so they're very eager, they're taking a lot of case studies and they're very fascinated with Graham's situation. And so what we're trying to do is really hone in on the specifics of what actually is happening within his body, why his body is still able to produce insulin and why he doesn't need to inject like everybody thought he was gonna have to do and so i think part of it is you know those environmental factors that i went into the genetic mthfr gene mutations like diet is one piece but there's multiple levels and you have to attack them all you know and so but diet
0: is a core piece because you do it every single day multiple times so definitely it goes into your body and you actually either absorb them not absorb the nutrients right (laughs) so yeah so what was the change obviously his his pancreas started making the beta cells, uh, regenerating, right? So now he's able to make his own insulin where he's no longer type one, right? Or is this so, considered type one?
1: Yeah. So he's in this like weird space. So he's te- like our endocrinologists, who are the doctors that specialize in diabetic, um, patients they're like, we can't technically label you a type one because you're not performing that way. And anytime I'm in like a type, I'm in all the type one groups, you know, on Facebook and online or whatever. They're like, your husband's not type one. I was like, well, he was diagnosed and he had the blood, the biomarkers. So anyone that's type one, if they're watching this, they're going to be like, well, he was never type one to begin with. Well, we, we did the blood work. He had the C-peptides he had the autoimmune GAD antibodies and the zinc transporters all consistent with type one. So at diagnosis, it was confirmed, but then all of a sudden, you know, he, he was prescribed insulin and then had to stop because it was putting him in a too low hypoglycemic space, which is very yeah. dangerous. And so yeah. um, with that, like the lab work that we saw, it was hilarious to watch the endocrinologist's faces because they're like, wait a minute, what's going on here? Um, but he is, so he's not, he's not technically type one anymore, but he still has some sensitivity to like higher carbs. So if he like chugs a Coke right now, like a sugary straight sugar drink, like his body won't respond as well. But, um, he, um, he still doesn't need insulin. As long as he's eating his clean diet and he, he he sticks to his program, like he's completely fine and does not need to inject. And um, it's great. So what we're trying to do now is do that final piece where his body won't even react to higher carb or like processed sugar type stuff, so. So we're in the final phase of that, but we're like 95% there. Like I feel it, like, like I said, I've been guided and I've just been following the lead of what's placed in front of me. And like, I just feel in my heart, like we are so close, you know, and we're experiencing this for a purpose. And I just know like today he's texting me. He's like, wow, I just had some blackberries and some higher card." root and he's like my numbers like didn't even go up you know so amazing yeah so we're so close we're trying to get it to that consistent space though because stress environmental factors those all play a part and So my goal is just to get him in that perfect space where he can just be at a hundred percent and we'll have everything documented of what he did so we can help others replicate that process
0: because definitely yeah (laughs) i i'm curious to see if like an actual type one who let's say they were diagnosed you know from birth or from you know from maybe since they were a child Um, how they will respond I will be curious to see what that would do you know (laughs) know. I'm
1: curious too because Graham's been my little case study here but this year I am opening myself up like I want to reach out to people that are experiencing this and want some options and want to try and dabble themselves with trying to figure this thing out because it is complicated like for my husband, he was living in a toxic mold situation. Like yeah. if someone else is living in that, they need to figure it out. So um, it's very complicated. So this year I'm putting myself out there to help people that want to try and tackle that for themselves to help guide them to their own unique path of what that looks like.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Pretty cool. I um, mean, yeah. I think that this space is just gonna like grow and grow and grow. Like we're gonna just learn a little bit more because I mean, one, the internet is there. Like, like we can literally search through publications if we want, right? Um, and, and the information is out there. Um, all, but of course, you know, I, I just want to kind of like do a quick uh, claim to say, you know, if you have a medical condition, don't take this as medical advice. It's not medical advice. Um, make make sure that you're working with your doctor in a specific that actually, like, is knowledgeable about nutrition because most doctors are not um, educated in that. Like, they took one nutrition class in in physician school. Um, and so, and a lot of doctors will, will tell you that, and that's a fact. Um, and so, you know, somebody, especially if you're talk, talking to your doctor about, oh, I'm going to go keto, but, like, they don't know anything about it, and they tell you not to do it. Um, but they don't even anything about it so like how are they gonna like know what's best for you right so um I just want to kind of like put it out there to make sure that you guys like, you know using the medical professionals as your resource as well the ones that are knowledgeable
1: yeah you need topic. a team so,
0: yeah. yes definitely, so that's, definitely that's
1: what I say and when I do my presentations and stuff I'm like I'm not a doctor I'm not claiming to know everything like nobody knows it all really yeah, like yeah. there's always new research new data coming out and there's connections being made. There's a lot of truths in everything, in every single area, but nobody knows it all. Anyone claiming that, like, you gotta be weary, but- Definitely. um, But with doctors, yeah, you need to have your, if you're in the diabetic space, your endocrinologist, your doctors, and, um, but also, you know, nutritionists, even natural path like whatever like the more people you have on your side giving you a different perspective a different angle tackling whatever you're trying to tackle from a unique you know side like all that's going to do is help you and broaden your perspective of what's happening happening within your body and the more information you have the more control you have with you know meeting your end goal of reversing you know whatever you have going on or preventing whatever it is you're worried about and so
0: so, yeah, I love that. I love, yeah, being open to different perspectives for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and if your doctor is so closed off, you know, of what you're thinking of doing, it's probably time to find a new doctor. <laughs> yes. That's just my suggestion. We,
1: <laughs> we went through three doctors that we were just like, they didn't provide any support they gave the diagnosis and the medication but they didn't really give any information on top of that and then finally we did find the one we're working with and since they are actively searching for the cure that leaves them open to wanting more information trying different things and that's why we've teamed up so well you know and so i've you know I think it's important to be your own advocate to respect what the doctor is saying but know they don't know everything and if for some reason you're not getting all the answers it's okay to get it from somewhere else yes yeah. in consultation like you're hiring them to work for you and if they're not giving you what you want you have the, the right to hire someone else too so. yeah yeah,
0: <laughs> uh, for sure um, I'll just. Give a quick example. I saw this. I don't know if you saw this documentary on Amazon. Um, it's called Fat: A Document. Um, and basically, they're talking. You know, like even the American Diabetes Association talks about. You know, you have so many carbs every like two to three hours. It's just like so ridiculous, right? Whereas, in how like he went from taking out the processed foods, now taking out the whole grain stuff right and then and then he got even better results and so obviously there's something wrong with that model but the American Diabetes Association doesn't want to um, admit that they were wrong and you know years and years of educating people that like oh my gosh you know This is what we told our patients that. Oh yeah, you can have, you can have your dessert. You can have your whatever. Like this is what they tell my mom. My mom is type two diabetic, right? And I kept keep telling my mom like, no, mom. Like they might say that, but then you're just gonna have to, you know, increase your insulin dosage. But so anyway, my point in saying that example uh, first, you know, watch that documentary. It's very very helpful because it shows us where we've gotten some of the myths that we now believe to be truth when it's not um and you know to to continue educating yourself and not just take what your doctor says and then take control of your your health right um and then uh, yeah i think that's my main point <laughs> with that. Uh, yeah no
1: it's that's and people are intimidated by their doctors you know yeah. and, I've noticed it with you know even my husband like whenever he goes to the doctor by himself like we don't get the same information because they're yeah. like all right you're you're what you say goes and then when I'm in there I'm like okay why are you recommending this and like what are your thoughts on this and then I just saw this thing yeah. published like what do you think about that if you haven't read it I'm going to email it to you <laughs> because they're you know their doctors they're very busy they can't yeah. always be scouring the internet for new cases like there's two cases of a type one who like was dependent on insulin for like 10 years and he got off insulin too. And they don't wow. know how, and they don't know why, like he doesn't even, cause he wasn't documenting the same way. And so like, if people, the doctors aren't aware of that, like they're not comparing the data to try and replicate whatever this person did too. And they're not aware of me and my husband unless we're in their face you know yeah.
0: so <laughs> definitely it's definitely a, a group thing a, 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 a how do you call it uh together effort team effort, <laughs> team yeah, effort. Team effort. there you go
1: sorry <laughs> it is yeah and don't this is your health so you take yeah. charge and you you know always want to to get more out of that experience
0: right yeah. <laughs> definitely so we have some questions. Um, I think that I, I want to ask you a question in order to answer that question. Um, because I think that once once we kind of dissect what's going on when we start to do a fast, that it will make sense, you know, why do you not feel tired? Why do you actually feel all this energy, right? So, um, you know, based on, you know, what you know, what may, you have may have experienced with your husband, you know, um, what what kind of happens? if they were only to do an eight hour fast or a 24 hour fast or a 60 hour or a 72 hour fast like what is going on in each of those stages if you you know if you can share what his experience was or if you know and have an idea like what's going on inside of our body i have an idea but i wanted to come from you no, no, <laughs> um, and, no. and why are we why is this the experience that we're, why is it that we're experiencing these effects
1: Okay. Yeah. Well, one thing that I did want to talk about was uh, autophagy. That's kind of one of the terms that's becoming more common. And I read this book from Naomi Whittle called Glow and she talks goes in depth with autophagy. And essentially what's happening is like, it's a cell recycling program, like the actual word auto and phagy, like it's self eating, you know? And so your cells, when they go into this starvation mode, they have to get find an alternative source in order to keep functioning. And so what happens is they they take out all the like the the more defective, the lesser functioning cells like it it, it kind of starts feeding off of that to keep going. And what's left is your higher functioning cells, like the ones that are like the prime real estate there. And when you're working on optimum fuel, optimum cells and, and the junk cells and all the accumulated you know, toxic material that's been in your body, as it's all getting flushed out, you experience this heightened sense of energy and focus and clarity. And on top of that, like um, your your body isn't taxed with having to digest food, you know? (laughs) So it's just autophagy is one of the big things that we learned uh, with my husband that it's been so beneficial for him like when he gets in that place and then not having to eat you have so so much more time on your hands that you're way more productive.
0: <laughs> yeah definitely so you you decrease the toxic load in your body and also you're not taking all this energy to digest food. Right? And so it's redirecting this energy that could have been used to digest food, but you know, you being able to Use it in other areas and also heal yourself and recover and detox, right? Um, On top of that, you're also in ketosis, right? Um, So that's why fasting and ketones, you know, they go together uh, because you are using this uh, cleaner source of fuel at that point. Like I think at around 24 hours, you start, you know, want to deplete through your glycogen sources from your muscles, from your liver. You start to now, you know, know, deplete all that. So now, going your stored body fat which is basically converted into ketones and so you know um I had Dr. Heather Cardin and I saw she was watching earlier um on fats the other day I think it was day three and um she was talking about you know now we're able to use these fats and use you know and convert them into ketones Um, And so they're familiar with why water is important, why electrolytes are important during this challenge already. So we've talked about that and why it's important. Um, So all those three things, right, combined. And then the hormones, the hormonal changes that happen, right? So I'm not sure if you've um, read uh, Dr. Jason Fung's Complete Guide to Fasting, where he talks about even like for men and women, like when when they enter into that 20-hour fast, Um, they actually increase their testosterone production by 1,300%. And then in 700%, that's like a lot, (laughs) you know? So like all of these are work for us, you know? We don't eat and with a simple act of just, you know, not eating any and just making sure that we're hydrated with water and electrolyzed, right? Anything else you want to add to that? What's going on? What I mean, you might feel tired, you might you definitely going to feel hungry, like a physical hunger where you like actually want food. Um but it passes, right? So yeah, go ahead.
1: Yeah, so to piggyback on just the the fast and just your body being able to clear out like leading depending on what people's diet was before, like your body, especially I look at things in terms of insulin resistance, like that's my jam because that's tied to the specific diabetics, but also a lot of other chronic diseases are tied to insulin resistance. I'm with you 100%. So it's just like when you have that over, you just have too much fat in your system, your body gets overwhelmed and it has to just put it in areas where fat is not supposed to be stored. So that's what insulin resistance is, fat stored in cells that aren't supposed to store fat. And so what fasting does is it allows for that purge of these random cells that are shoved in, these random fat cells that are shoved in your muscles, they're shoved in your insulin receptors, which doesn't allow the insulin, you know, to convert within those receptors. And so for type two diabetics, that's key. Like that's one of the main issues for type two is their insulin receptors are clogged. And so when you clear that out, then the insulin that the pancreas is producing will be able to naturally be put to work and your body will respond better. So, um, so yeah, insulin resistance. I forgot to add that key
0: piece. (laughs) Definitely. And, and they, they've already learned during the challenge that whenever we take out carbs, that, you know, even if you're not eating high fat that ultimately it's gonna make you more insulin sensitive because you're not triggering that insulin all the time and it's not like knocking on your cell's door all the time and saying hey you know let me in or let me attach to you so i can let this all this energy in right so amazing i see it that way but you know i I love that you put it that way that's awesome so um let's uh answer some questions um how do you overcome the hunger doing a water fast well
1: yeah the so water fast this is one of those like mind over matter kind of like a spiritual journey like this is where you're putting your body to the test you're seeing what you're made of you know this is like my husband going into it he was nervous and like kind of like scared like I've never deprived myself this long but at the end of it he felt so good like he felt like a champion like he put his when you put your body to the limits like there's there's a new perspective you have within yourself and within the world and with food you know like he said um now that he's uh experienced it you know several times like when he gets hungry just on a random day he's like oh that's no big deal like i'm kind of hungry right now but he's like i could go five more days no problem so it helps you once you've overcome that hurdle and experienced it and shown your body that you're capable of it, then when you're faced with it in just a, nor- a normal circumstance that isn't that extreme, you're able to make better choices in that moment where before you'd be like, I'm so hungry, I need to eat whatever's in front of me, this junk food, because I'm so deprived. You're like, dude, it's only been like six hours, you know? <laughs> so... Um, so, you know, he now he looks at things differently and yeah. he can go longer without food and just, you know, wait for the right moment where he's actually hungry, not just bored hungry, right? Right. You know? Yeah, so I think in terms of overcoming some of the challenges is like, there's certain psychological factors with food. And so being aware of that, and emotional is a huge factor like look at what stressors you have in your environment if there's something that's kind of taxing you emotionally most people want to go to comfort food and they want to you know eat for the sake of comfort not for because they're hungry and so um have somebody that you can have as a buddy during this time to be like hey You know, I'm kind of stressing out about this. I'd like to, you know, can you help talk me through this? I can get in a better mental space and alleviate some of this stress so that I don't want to cheat on this fast that I'm on. And then also like routines, like what have you built into your routine that's triggering a response? Like if you're waking up in the morning and you built this routine, try and create a new one that substitutes that routine, you know, and just um, add layers of habits into your day just to keep you on track because once you see certain layers not happening, then you fall into this zone of wanting to um, to break your fast. So yeah. And then the environment, like you're going to have people around you, if there's a party or whatever, be aware of your environment and certain things that may want to trigger a not so good influence and just try and avoid them for those five days like be aware of the timeline the things you have going on in your life like don't schedule your fast during your birthday week right like (laughs) you're not gonna want to do that so be aware pick a good week within the calendar that you know there's not much going on there's going to be minimal amount of temptation to go out or whatever. So I can focus on myself, focus on this, this goal that I've placed in front of me, and then have your buddy who you can just kind of have to keep you accountable and also help you talk through stressors, whether it's from work or, you know, from whatever, so that you don't let that overwhelm you and want you to go into emotional eating. And then, you know, those are my quick tips. Um, I love that. (laughs) Once you've done it once, like then your body knows what it's capable of and you it'll yeah. be easier the next round
0: yeah i think the first time is probably the hardest because you don't know what to expect you, you haven't exercised these mental muscles right to say like okay i got this right you haven't like to to yourself that you can do it yet and so it's probably the hardest and so um let me kind of add to that. I had something in mind. My... <laughs> well, I can add one
1: more thing. So that was the Go five ahead. days. Ahead. I didn't touch on the intermittent fasting. So yes. this one, like to me, that's super easy. Like you know, like I just time it so that like I just have an early dinner, and then I'm sleeping through half of the time, you know. And then you wake yes. up and you just have a late lunch. And for most people, that's totally doable. And in the mornings when you're waking up, you already have a lot going on anyways. So it's nice not to have to take time out of your day to have to prep a meal or go buy a meal or whatever you end up doing. So you get more time in the morning and then you have your late lunch and whether you're doing the um, 20 hours or the 16 hours, like for the eight hours, then I just have my early dinner after that late lunch and then you're good and I I've never felt deprived or hungry like I've been able to keep busy in the morning where I don't even realize it I'm like oh man I'm late for my meal you
0: know (laughs) right right (laughs) yeah and and I think that's very helpful especially for moms like us that like have little little ones at home you know especially like let's say if they if you're like shuttling off them off to school getting them ready like that's your busiest time of the day right you just want to like if you're not eating, then that's one less person to feed and that's ah. one less meal to prepare. So, yeah, that's probably the easiest way for, for our challengers to start with is just to intermittent fast. Or basically, you're skipping your breakfast, basically. You're sleeping for most of the time, like you mentioned, and then just have two meals. Um, and if you enter into this, Angela um, said, you know, prepare for something like this. You already mentioned some tips as far as having the this- you know, just be prepared for, you know, that you're going to be tested. Kind of be more aware of what are those habits that we've developed around food. Um, because there's a difference between hunger and appetite, right? Hunger is like, you're, I'm really hungry and my stomach is like, you know, like making a lot of sounds. Um, and then there's appetite where it's like you just want something because you've always had it like since, you know, you were 18 or something like that, you know. So like, there's a difference between those two, and being able to distinguish between those two is ultimately going to help us, you know, determine. It's like, okay, is this like just habit? Am I really hungry? Um, and then you do get like physical hunger most of the time. If you drink your water and electrolytes, it goes away. I always say hunger comes in waves like it will be gone in about 10-15 minutes just getting busy right and then you won't even notice it and then and after all of a sudden like you you we've all experienced this before right like you're so hungry like you and then you're not able to eat because you're so busy and then like three hours later it's like oh my hunger like I'm not hungry anymore you know so like it comes in waves so like if you can ride that wave whenever it comes then it's gonna be easier and again it's you you mentioned that mental aspect of it right what are you capable of you know pushing ourselves to becoming comfortable with being uncomfortable because being hungry is uncomfortable <laughs> you know let's be honest about that yeah. um, so can we be comfortable with being uncomfortable even for those 10-15 minutes when we can ride that wave you know? So I think that's, that's, that. Uh, the thing that I touch on is like
1: substitute that eating time with more of a like spiritual growth or like inspirational moments where you can, you know, depending on what you subscribe to, whether it's, you know, God, you want to dig into the Bible, do some scriptures, or if you subscribe to something else, like read a book that inspires you learn something new that you have been wanting to learn, because when you're fasting, any type of the fast you're going to have so much more time on your hands and really use that for personal growth and spiritual growth whatever it is that your goal is like substitute that time and you're going to be doubling down on enhancing yourself in your life
0: I love that I love that yeah yeah and like I recommend that as well
1: yeah so fasting is like that's where things get heightened. So, when you're reading, when you're learning, you're going to absorb it better. Your clarity of mind is going to be able to focus in on what's happening way more than it would have if your body was still digesting, you know, your lunch or whatever. And so, like in scripture, it's all throughout scripture, like fasting was used as an enhancement to spiritual connection like Moses fasted for 40 days and then he wrote the 10 commandments like you know like (laughs) it's moments like that that are just like you know it's ancient but it also still applies today and people do it they experience it like I've had you know I've gotten my spiritual awakening as a result of this type of New lifestyle, cleaner diet, intermittent fasting, and like just great things come. <laughs> so get yeah, ready, yeah, oh.
0: definitely. So, to add to that, too, yes, put some me time, right? Put some growth time, whatever that looks like to you. Sometimes moving also helps, right? So, like, go for a walk, do 10 push ups, whatever it is that's available to you at that time, you know, if you're working. Um, Obviously, you can probably just go for a walk around the office or even outside of the building, get some vitamin D, right? So like whatever that looks like to you to kind of distract you from that hunger and help you ride that wave even better, right? So um, another question, Angela, totally cool. I love the questions, so keep them coming. Um, Can you drink black coffee um, during intermittent fasting and can you use flavored electrolytes in your water?
1: So when I fast, there's different opinions on this. Some people allow coffees, teas, like water-based drinks. Me personally, I don't. (laughs) So I try and keep it as clean and as pure as possible. And the only thing is water and electrolytes in between Um, because I feel, you know, when you're adding coffee, you're adding caffeine. Right. And that produces a a different response within your body that wouldn't be natural if you were fasting. So you want to have your body in a natural state so that you get the natural response. When you throw in a factor, we don't know how that plays out sometimes. So (laughs) yeah,
0: Yeah, there's definitely different um, opinions on that. So like with electrolytes, if you're going to if you don't like drinking plain water or you just want to change it up during your fast to help you get through it. Um, You can definitely get flavored electrolytes, but the caveat to that is you want to make sure that you're getting some clean electrolytes that don't have any added preservatives. So I definitely would stay away from Gatorade or Powerade or any of those things. Um, There's a brand that I get from Amazon It's called Ultima Electrolytes. It's very clean. Um, and they have different flavors. So if you want to use that, you can you can change it up with that as well. Um, and then um, I, it, they found that if you can keep it to like 11 grams of protein, you're not going to, you know, kick yourself out of your fast throughout the day. So if you need to have some broth, some clean broth, bone broth, um, you know, if you like that and you, just, you sometimes you get cold right, during a fast, if you just want to drink something hot um you can also go for that so those are some that that are totally cool i personally also don't like to drink coffee during a fast because i find that it drops my it it drops my blood sugar it seems like like well i get hungry like it's not good (laughs) so it's like i did it once and i'm not doing it again so it just really differs as to like you know do you want it like a pure pure fast or do you want to kind of have that comfort Coffee because you've, you've been so used to drinking coffee first thing in the morning. So, yeah. Any last comments? Thank you so much for this. Like this, I've enjoyed this. Like you know, we like can nerd out <laughs> for like over an hour. <laughs> yeah. So like any last um, comments, insights that you wanna um, you know impart, challengers today.
1: Oh, okay. Well, I just want to say thank you for having me on. This was really fun. I love nerding out in the health space. That's just my passion now. And I love just sharing. Like, I think that's, we owe it to just share what we learn with others because it just helps them on their journey to get to their end goal faster. You know, our three years, four years, whatever research we have, we can cut that time for someone else now, you know, and so I'm just grateful for you doing what you're doing. And my last thing, I would just like to say you guys, whatever your path is, whatever your journey is, um, just being here is such a huge, huge part of that because you're taking action within yourself to better yourself and you're, the goal is just to be more conscious of what you do what you put in your body know the ingredients of what you have and that you're putting in every day and like you guys are capable of more than you think so let's put that to the test 2020 the new decade is the time to start testing yourself testing your limits so so let's go (laughs)
0: love that love that it's an n equals one step you are your own study so like I love that you guys document, you know, um, Graham's um, journey and like, you know, what what did you guys did and what result it made. Like, ultimately, that's gonna help a lot of people, um, you know, as you go out in the marketplace and share this. So. Um, real quick, I wanna give them a quick homework. So like, I want you guys to test this, right? Um, and start an intermittent fasting routine, or even maybe try it for one day. Try it on for size and see how you feel. Tomorrow, like, so tonight, you know, have you know um, your dinner, an early dinner, maybe end at like seven p.m. and go until noon tomorrow and make sure that you're hydrating right you build up on all the tips that we talked about water electrolytes all that um, by this time if you followed all the tips we that has led to this day um, I'm sure that you're already in ketosis even if you like haven't blood ketones already um, especially if you're following the plan also in the file section so um, it th- this should be easier because we basically prepared you all to you know the last Few days leading up to this day, it should be easier compared to like if you just went cold turkey and like you know go from like processed foods and then like go fast like that's probably error. Um, and so um, I encourage you guys to try this on tomorrow. Um, have an early dinner tonight and then tomorrow not have your lunch until maybe noon, one o'clock, and even put it to two p.m. and see how you feel. I um, mean then come back here to video and either leave your comment or message me or email me as to what your experience was and you know how you felt about it you know anything that you knew that you learned about yourself that you didn't add you know like you said uh delia where you you know it's a challenge to yourself what were the challenges how did you overcome them and what did you realize about yourself you know just throughout this you know what whatever that is 18 20 hour fast um and what did you um now know about yourself that you didn't know that you had before that or that you were capable of so and also drop replay in the comment section if you're watching the replay so that is it thank you so much this has been awesome um where can they find you anywhere um uh, if they want to learn a little bit more about you or what you're going to do with this this whole fasting thing or what, where can they find you?
1: Yeah. Uh, well, I have recently launched a biblically inspired diet, which is the Daniel challenge. So it's a form of food deprivation type of fasting where um, we model uh, some biblical diet guidelines. So you can find me the Daniel Challenge uh, 10.com, and then you can find me on Facebook. I'm Delia Fort Feliz. Like, I'm really motivated to just answer anyone's questions. I'm here in the group, so tag me in the comments of this video if you have any questions, and I will be looking out for y'all because I want to help you guys succeed. So,
0: awesome,
1: tag me. (laughs) Thank
0: thank you for that. So, it's DanielChallenge10.com. Uh huh. Okay, awesome. So, like, you know, I'll Put that in the comments as well. Um, once this video has posted, she said, "If you guys have any questions, we'll tag team it. Whoever gets to it first will answer your questions." <laughs> thank you again. Enjoy your Friday and have a great weekend, guys. All right, thank you. Hi, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> Thank you for joining me on this episode of Keto and Life Hacks. Be sure to tap on the subscribe button on your favorite podcast platform. And while you're at it, I'd appreciate a rating on iTunes if you found value in my show or simply tell a friend who can benefit from it. You may also visit my website at thesugarrebel.com for some awesome and free keto resources, for information on how to find me on Instagram and Facebook, and to ask me your keto and biohacking questions directly. Be sure to check in regularly for the newest episode. I'll see you soon.